In today's show, we look back at Sunday's action. Hopefully, you made it through into the next round or the first round or the second round or the last round of your fantasy playoffs. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com. The promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Shout out to you guys if you are still watching. But there's going to be, hey, even when you're knocked out of your fantasy league, there's going to be lots of interesting stuff for you, especially once the NBA regular season ends. So don't go away. The show isn't going away. We're still going to be doing a bunch of stuff throughout the uh, the, off, the NBA playoffs, the offseason, the preseason, all of that stuff. Quick mention, if you are in the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl, either the Category League or the Points League, congratulations for, in, and, and you won, um, Congratulations for making it through to the final 60-team Battle Royal week. I will see you in the Category League Battle Royal. So I made it through in that one. Didn't make it through in the points, but I made it through in the Category League. Information about that league or that final week will be sent out to you in an email. And it will be in a different league. Because the way I have to set it up, it's just with a whole bunch of different things we need to do. There'll be a different league link. You will get that league link sent to you. But just so you're aware... I'm giving you that information now. It'll go on the league homepage. It'll get emailed to you as well. But if you are in those leagues, just stay on the lookout for an email from Fantrax about the final week battle royal for Locked On Fantasy Basketball Ball. Got it? All right. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Let's hit some news before we recap these six games. Jalen Brunson, the burner. He missed this weekend back-to-back. He is likely going to be out Tuesday as well. I guess the good news is is some people are waiting for an IL tag, which hasn't come. Again, example 10 bazillion of why IL shouldn't exist. Yahoo, if you're watching, you're not. And even if I said it directly to your face, you wouldn't listen to me. IL Plus needs to be the default you use in every single league, not IL. IL is a relic. It is useless. It shouldn't be used. Needs to be IL Plus. We all sit here waiting. Oh, I can't wait for them to make him IL. It's garbage. It needs to go away. But if you are waiting for it, maybe he does get it being out on Tuesday. I don't know. And contrary to popular belief, the Yahoo rule is not once a player misses three games, they get IL. It's seven days out or a projection, an announcement that they're going to be out seven days. That's what all it is. Again, stupid rules that they don't often or they don't always enforce as accurately as they should. Another reason why you should not use IL. You should use IL plus in Yahoo leagues. But this turns his week into a one-game week. And a one-game week, unless you're Nikola Jokic, it's not rosterable. Sure, you could, if you do have the ability to hold Brunson in an injured slot and then activate him if he returns later in the week, nothing's stopping you. That's pretty strong, yeah? But if you can't and you're going to get one game, 
you got it. You got to drop him. Like, I, well, actually, that's not true, because it might be your first week of playoffs, and you're going to get a very easy. All of it's dependent. If it is a, let's rephrase this. If it is a tight matchup, a one game of Jalen Brunson for the week, maximum one game of Jalen Brunson for the week, is not going to cut it. You might be in an easy situation where you don't. Yeah, don't have to worry. And the other thing that's interesting about this introduce an extra element of strategy is that the beginning of the week is lower volume. So I guess you could hold to hear more information on Brunson because you're not getting... There are a few three games in four nights to begin the week, but the big bulk of games comes towards the end of the week where you can really stream back-to-backs and threes and fours to end the week to gain, gain that value. I, I still think, though, if Brunson's out Tuesday, there's no guarantee he plays the game after that. And using his roster spot early in the week, you can get, instead of one game in that slot, seven, probably six, or six let's say. Let's say you can get six games in that spot. That's uh, pretty useful. And I don't care who you are, even if you're Nikola Jokic, one game of Jokic is not equivalent to six games of two different, like three games of two different waiver wire guys. It's not. So it's a tough call to make and you might regret it if you do make it through to the next week where the Knicks play three games. doesn't matter if you don't get there. You've got to make those calls. The Pacers are without Turner, Halliburton, and Matherin. No McConnell either on Monday and Buddy Heald is now questionable. I think there's going to be pacering shenanigans. And this means that Halliburton and Turner all turn into two-game players this week. Now, Halliburton and Turner in two games are viable for 12, so I would probably hold those guys. McConnell obviously isn't. If Heald misses, that becomes interesting. He might end up being a drop because I'm not sure he in two games is worth it. But it's also two games in six nights, not two games in seven nights. And that, that does change that calculus a little bit. Isaiah Jackson, Jalen Smith, very much on the streaming menu, as is Chris Duarte and Andrew Nampard. Luca's out for Dallas. Kyrie is questionable. Luca on his own being out doesn't necessarily elevate Josh Green to must grab. I think Hardaway is the guy. And then we have Green and Wood, but I have no idea because their coach has no idea of how he's going to use Wood or what excuse he's going to come up for for not using Wood. Because I've got no problem with not playing Christian Wood because of how bad his defense is, but the lies that Jason Kidd tells about it is what frustrates me. And they do need his scoring if Doncic is out. So there are some opportunities there. And then the Pistons, I just wrote Pistons out because there's a million of them. No Marvin Bagley, no Jaden Ivey, no Alec Burks, no Boyan Bogdanovich, no Isaiah Stewart, obviously. So, Wiseman, Duran, Hayes, Livers. Yeah, they're probably the major five that we're looking at who are all available in lots of leagues. All have massive value because this team has three games in four nights. Livers, Hayes, Wiseman, Duran, and then you go down to Amarui, Joseph, and Magruder as your next step down. Lots of value there with the Pistons. And value that I don't really think you could ignore given how many players are out there. Did I say Wiseman? Yeah, Blunty. Marvin Bagley the fourth. He's an option too. If I didn't say him. Today's episode is brought to you by PricePix. PricePix is daily fantasy, but not daily fantasy like you've seen before. No salary caps, no thousands of people. You, one-on-one, mano against Computero, against the projections. That's it. You just choose more or less. So you look at the Pistons. Maybe you see Jimmy Wiseman there at six and a half boards. You go, mate, double digits are coming. No one else is there. They've whittled down the center rotation. So we choose that. We choose Killian Hayes at seven and a half assists and go more, more. Kylo Ren style. We put between two to six of those into a lineup and you can win up to 25 times your entry feedback. It's so easy. You can do it under 60 seconds. You can do it in over 30 US states and majority of Canada. You can do it for many sports, the NBA, 
NHL, Major League Baseball, the men's and women's college basketball tournaments, cricket, European basketball, NASCAR, PGA, PGA is golf. I was going to say PGA and golf. All those sports and, of course, the GOAT. Disc golf, still waiting on pickleball. Download the PriceFix app or go to pricefix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, we will give you $100. If you deposit $50, they will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. We should just go into the games. First game up. The Brooklyn the Brooklyn Nets. What's going on with the Nuggets? The Brooklyn Nets beat the Nuggets 122-120. Let's talk about the Nets. The only person out was Simmons. I don't think he's playing again this season. I don't know that, but I don't think he's playing again. Nicky Claxton, weird uh, game. He had like played three minutes in the third quarter due to foul trouble. Ended with 28 minutes, 20 and six with five assists, but no blocks. Still a good game. The stream of Royce O'Neal, I think worked okay. 11, six and four. We didn't get defensive stats, but he hit three threes and he's getting a lot of minutes off the bench. But you know who's not getting minutes? Old savior of the world, Cam Thomas. Zero minutes. Again. Get that garbage out of here! Spencer Dinwiddie played 38 minutes, had 15, 6, and 16 with a steal on a block. Didn't shoot well, but his assists are through the roof. While Mikhail Bridges, I've talked a bit about Mikhail Bridges, and I think I talked about my take on him being a sell-high guy in Dynasty. Because you see it written everywhere. Mikhail Bridges, first-round player since the trade. That's include turnovers. You know I think skews their value. He's been unbelievable. He's the guy. Look at this special talent they've unearthed. Mikhail Bridges is going to be great. He is going to go in the top 20 of fantasy drafts next season. He is. Some people will get enamored by turnovers and take him at 13, 14. It will happen. The man never gets hurt. Yeah, until he does. Um, he never turns over. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But this is a... He's 26 or 27, so he's not past his prime or anything, but he's smack bang in the middle of it. And I don't know that the Nets keep their roster the same or keep Bridges on this team or that he maintains that elite level of efficiency and elite low turnovers... Or that he's Wolverine and never gets hurt moving forward. But the value of him, people are going to say it again, man, Lewis, 38 minutes, 25 points. He never gets hurt. He's unbelievable. He is a second round guy, first round upside. If someone's giving you a top 20 player back in a dynasty format, I would snaffle it. Absolutely hoover it. Because I just don't think that, A, you look at him and go, number one, sorted. He's our guy. And in Dynasty, we talk buy low, sell high is how you often have to take a hit in the short term in, in redraft leagues. In Dynasty, you might have to take a hit for a year. But if you got... I saw someone posit one of the Dynasty guys in the, the space, whether it was Rhett or Matt or Jason, I'm not sure who it was, but talked about, hey, a guy whose value is way down, Cade Cunningham. Like, if you could get Cade Cunningham for Mikhail Bridges, mate, every day of the week. Because Bridges' value is sky high. And I tell you, people won't look into this too much, but this is the sort of game... And I'm going along on this, but this is the sort of game where it's it's fine, but it's not a first or second round value. 25, 3, and 2, 44% shooting. He was 8 of 9 from the line, which is great. He had three threes. It's all, it's all really good, but it's not that good. Like It's not in the top 10 performances of the day. I'm not saying he's not that, but it, he's not saying he's not good. He's not, he is. But if turnovers are not quite his strongest category, but they're pretty close to it. And the more your volume goes up and the more your usage goes up, your turnovers go up. And if you're relying upon that to be a first-round player, it's going to hurt. And also, again, looking forward, is he a guy where you go, he is my number one and we build around him? And I think the answer is no. So if you could get that value, now that's a lot of talk on the coverages. 
It's, a really, it's still a good game. But I think it illustrates just a few of the holes in his future first round, future second round value. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he just is him. Uh, Finney Smith, 15 points with five threes and four seals. You got to love that combo. Added a block as well. He's more just a streamer depending on their schedule, but solid enough. While Cammy Johnson had 14 and four, two threes, two steals, good games all around there. Wasn't so good on the Denver side as they stunk. Well, they didn't stink, but they shouldn't lose at home to the, to the Nets. You shouldn't. Jokic played 39 minutes, 35, 20, and 11 with two steals, with two blocks for Big Chungus. Great shooting. 7 of 10 from the line is a little bit annoying, but good. Um, the headmaster, Jamal Murray, just rotten shooting. 16 points on 26%. I'll wait till I get to the worst shooting performance of the day. 16 points, 5 threes. He had some knee soreness and didn't play for the final like 8 or 9 minutes of this game. They said it's nothing to worry about, but it's knee soreness, man. Like he missed, what, 5 games in a row for it earlier on? We got to watch that one. And he's also 1 of 2 from the line. While Maga Porter Jr., only 23 minutes, but had 23 points. That's Christian Wood style. It's not like that he was a big plus-minus negative, though. He was actually a plus six. He shot well, 75%. So I'm not really understanding why the minutes were cut down as much as they were. That's two games in a row under 25 minutes for Porter. Is it an injury thing they're protecting? That's something to watch. KCP had only eight points, but added two blocks. Not his best. While the Shark, Bruce Brown, played 30 minutes. Baby shark, do, 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 do. Nine and nine with two blocks. Just an interesting stream guy who's definitely not must-roster. Aaron Gordon? After that really hot start to the season, he's fallen back outside the top 100. And 13-4-2 on some subpar free throws, he's just not really cutting it. Now, he's obviously more than top 100 if you're punting free throws. We know that. He's been really bad in that category. But a lot of the early stuff he was doing where people were talking about him for an all-star game, which, of course, was silly, uh, he's really fallen off since then. So his production, it's just a little bit of something. There's nothing too major to be worried about, but it is something to be watching. Cavs beat the Hornets 114-108. Darius Garland returned, played 39 minutes in his turn. Cool. 28, 6, and 6 on only 40%, which is bad, and 77 from the line on high volumes. Not that great. Well, the Don had 23 points in his 23 minutes. He's Don. He's good. Not much else there apart from the two steals there for Mitchell, but there was no Jarrett Allen. So Evan Mobley, look, he just he stunk with his percentages. 46 from the field and 55 from the line on 11 attempts is bad. 18 and 9 in 39 minutes is okay. I, I was hoping for a little bit more, though, from Mobley. I think we are going to get some sort of step up for him next season. But as we talked about a lot in the preseason, for him to take big steps up and get usage, where the hell does it come from? And with Garland and Mitchell there, it doesn't come from anywhere. That's part. He has increased his usage. He's been better. But a big sky high, hey, I'm now Anthony Davis, 27% usage. It seems a little bit far-fetched. With Allen out, they started Lamar Stevens. He was serviceable. 9-6 with a triple one. That's a deeper league stream. But two games in a row from Karis Levert that were pretty solid. Dracaris. 15 points, 4 assists, 2 steals, 42%. Ah, there's your killer, isn't it? That's what he does. He just shoots poorly. And I don't really trust him as a 12-team league guy. Lopez sneaked in the two blocks. So that was an interesting stream if you got it. While Okoro played 28 minutes. A lot of people added Okoro, as I detailed on the waiver wire show earlier today. He's one of the most added players. Uh, he had 5-2-1. and one. Hopefully that helped them. It was never a uh, it was never a common sense move, I didn't think, to go and stream him in. For the Hornets, they had a late scratching of Kelly Oubre with back soreness. Yeah. Back discomfort, no worries. And Mark Williams was out with that thumb issue. So Big Dick Nick played 32 minutes. Nick Richards, 15 and 12, four assists and three blocks. And your immediate thought will be, if you're in a weekly league, drop him, no problem. But your immediate thought will be, the Hornets played two games, Josh. I'm going to drop him. Well, don't. Yet. They played Tuesday. Right, so I would, and I don't know whether Mark Williams is going to play. 
on Tuesday. I, I don't know. But dropping Nick Richards now and adding someone else wastes a waiver move. Wait until he's played Tuesday and then drop him. And the same goes for any of these other fringe guys that you might consider. Dennis Smith, who was great, started with Ubre out. 14, 8, and 7 with three steals. That's the Dennis Smith we hoped we'd get more often. But you know, it hasn't quite been there. Hold him through Tuesday. PJ Washington, the roller coaster of this man continues. 19 and 5 on 44% with three threes. Minus 16, which was horrendous. Haywood, 16, 4, and 6 with bad free throws all of a sudden again. It, these guys, Haywood, Washington, Smith, Richards, I would hold them through Tuesday and then probably drop if I needed to. Look, that's if, again, the same story we talked about before with Brunson, but even you got even a, a larger window or a larger margin of error with these guys because they're not as good. But with only one game after Tuesday, you're cutting those guys, moving on, getting someone else in might help you win your matchup. I don't know what to do with Ubre because we don't know his status. Obviously, if we hear that he is out on Tuesday, if Williams is out on Tuesday, they're drops. But if you have them now, you hold and see what happens if we get any advance notice of their status. But we know the Hornets injury reporting. They're both going to be listed questionable and they might be out for seven years. That is how they do it. By the way, Cody Martin, still no update on him and I don't expect him to play again this season. Rogier had 27, four and six with four steals and four threes. He's the best of the bunch. He's the guy that I would consider trying to hold through a two-game week. It's not awesome. But he is a guy that I would try to hold. But if worse comes to worse, like one game of Rogier over the final five nights of this week, well, you can smash that with someone else very easily. You can get three games of someone else and it beats him comfortable. It's not a problem. Very easy to do. So if you need it, you do it. And that's really your motto through a lot of this week. It's like, if you need it, if you need it, you do it. Good motto. Today's episode is brought to you by the legends. Over at Built Bar, we didn't have selection show for Built Bar March Madness. Maybe we should have, but the Built March Madness bracket is here. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. Cookies and Cream is a one seed, rightfully so. I'm putting them at the one seed. I don't know if they actually are, but they, I'm putting them at the one seed, and I'm going to vote for them as the best tasting Built Bar there. And if you go and do that or vote for your favorite, which is probably wrong if it's not Cookies and Cream, but go and vote for it because they are there are special prizes. You will get one of 50 Lucky Locked On listeners get a free box of Built. Wow. And one lucky Locked On listener gets a 12-month supply of Built Bars delivered straight to your door. You've got to try Built. Built is the best tasting protein bar ever. They're so good. They taste so good. You're not even going to believe that they're healthy with their low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein bar. Their bars are so good because they're, and they're puffs because they're covered in 100% real chocolate, like I've told you. So run to Built, Built March Madness, builtmarchmadness.com, to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Built Bar is built different. Okay. This one was a blowout. The Wizards get smacked by the Sixers, 112.93. Talked about Corey Kispert on one of my shows. I don't remember which one saying he's getting 30 a night and he got 33. 25 points with three threes. Now he doesn't do anything else, but he shot 69%. Giggity. And he hit had points and threes. And it's useful. They, they have a not great start to the week. There are quite a few teams with only one game to start this week. They're one game in the first four nights. And they're one of them. They played Tuesday and then they don't play until a Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. So scooping Kispert to hold through that, I don't know if that's worth it. But it's worth watching what his role looks like here. Beal, yuck, 13 points. Kuzma, 30 minutes, 12, 11, and 4. And yuck shooting. Now, Kuzma went to the locker room with a hand injury came back and played, and then post-game, he was limping significantly. 
The word from Wizards reporters is don't expect or don't be surprised if he sits on Tuesday, which is going to make it a brutal five-day stretch with no games. I'm not saying to drop Kuzma, but this is a possibility. Monte Morris played 25 minutes, had 11-4-1. And you know who deserves to lose by 20 games? A team that benches Delon Wright so that Monte Morris can play. Delon played 20 minutes and had two points. I'm not saying that Delon was particularly good, but Monte was a minus 22 while Delon was a minus two. And in my language, in my accent, in my dialect, that's a big difference because Delon Wright's a better player. Um, disturbing, 2-2-3 two, two, and three from Delon Wright. Those minutes are disturbing. And one game... Next five nights, is he worth holding? Next four nights, is it? Next four nights. One game in the next four nights. Is he worth holding? Probably not. If the if it's not that he's going to play 20 minutes every night, Dylan. It's if there is downside of 20 minutes a night with one game in four nights, then forget, forget it. Like that's not worth it. The downside risk. Like Porzingis, one game in four nights, but I know he's gonna play 33. Like I know he's gonna do that barring weird circumstances. I know that I'm going to get that, and I know I'm going to get probably between top 30 to top 20 production. I know that. Delon, I might get top 70. I might get 191st production. And that, along with low volumes, makes it not worth it. Um, Puzingas only did play 25 minutes in this game. Actually, he had early foul trouble, but 9 and 6, probably a bad example to use. Well, I'm not adding Monte Morris pretty clearly. Denny Avdia stunk... Four points, 13% shooting. I'm lucky that they traded Rui Hachimura to clear all those minutes for him when, of course, they could have just played him those minutes. They actually believed in him instead of blowing smoke up all of our asses in a human centipede style. Avdia just isn't someone they like. Simple as that. Four points, and he's not worth you holding. Pretty obviously, even though he is rostered in still quite a large percentage of leagues. Get that garbage out of here! For the Sixers, Torres Maxi. He maxied, and that's not a good thing. Eight points, one rebound, one assist, 28 minutes. The risk always with him is, what am I going to say? You know what I'm going to say? What do you do if you're not scoring? And the answer for him is nothing. He doesn't do anything. He shot poorly, 33%. What do you do if you're not hitting 50% from three? Remember that I had pulled up that tweet from one of the, Justin Grasso, I think it was, one of the Sixers beat reporters and you know, as an illustration of how to interpret team-based media. When he said, since... Reinserted into the starting lineup, Tyrus Maxi shooting 56% from three, averaging 30 points, and they celebrate it like it's this great thing where we should be looking at it and go, oh no, oh no, here it comes. The shit's coming. It's going to hit the fan. It's going to splatter because we know how it works. And that's what we got. Only 25 minutes for the thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Saved a little bit by the two blocks, 11 and 3. You hold for now, but as I've said all along, if there's a bad scheduling stretch for the for, uh, for the 49ers, bloody hell, for the 76ers, and the schedule's not, they don't play until Wednesday, but then they go Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, so it's not dreadful. But if there's a bad schedule stretch coming up, he's not someone that you don't have to, that you don't, that you have to keep. Like, you can move on easily. Embiid had 34, 8, and 4 with four blocks, didn't play the, the final quarter, he was great. Harden had 18, 2, and 14 and was great. And the wave pull, only 21 minutes for DeAnthony Melton, but that's good. Not the minutes, the production. 10, 6, and 4, 3, threes and 2 blocks. Again, putting him back onto the, oh, I guess I can't drop you. In a points league, no problem. Drop him, not good enough to hold. Especially with two days with no games, Monday, Tuesday. In a category league, I think you got to hold. It's just frustrating. Jalen McDaniels hurt his hip, but apparently that is nothing too serious and nothing significant, according to not a real Dr. Rivers. Let's go to the next one. The Portland Trailblazers. 
the New Orleans Pelicans. Just an embarrassing performance from the Blazers. Out of nowhere, Damian Lillard was ruled out with calf soreness. You know, he's had the calf issue, calf tightness, sorry. Had the calf issue a couple of times this season. So I'm just expecting... I think what happened is that he woke up sore and went, oh, this feels a bit yuck. The medical team looked at him and went, yeah, there's something happening there. There's too much tightness. We don't want to risk a third calf strain this season. Um, so they sat him out. Not great. Not great. That's what happens when you're older. With him out, they fell to shit. So this is an absolute prime example of throw it all in the bin. Reddish started and played 26 minutes, but I don't know what to make of it. Nasir Little got 26 minutes and had 10, 6, and 4, but that feels fake. I tell you how you know it's fake. Kevin Knox had 14 points in 12 minutes. That's how you know it's fake. So Yusuf Nurkic played 10 minutes. Okay, missed all five shots. Jeremy Grant went 7, 2, and 4 in 19 minutes. Just the biggest throw-it-in-the-bin box score I've ever seen. At least Matisse Thibault got your three steals in his 24 minutes. But did he get 24 minutes because it was a blowout? Would he have gotten 30 otherwise? Is he going to get 20 a night moving forward? Don't. None of this means anything. This doesn't mean that you rush to drop Nurkic. It doesn't mean that you add little. It doesn't mean that you add Shaden Sharp who had 14, 4, and 3. It's a box score that means nothing. Pretend it doesn't exist. And you could sort of do that for the Pelicans, although not quite as much. Because there's some good things in here that we've got to highlight. Because Trey Murphy's dominating at the moment. 41 points, 9 threes, 7 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block, no Brandon Ingram. His minutes have been sky high. Remember when he got benched for Josh Richardson? That was a laugh. Anyway, Trey Murphy is a must-roster player at the moment. Ingram out. Zion not coming back anytime soon, if at all. Ingram, oh, not Ingram. I, there's no way that he's losing his spot here, Murphy, to Josh Richardson again. And they've got, they don't have the best schedule, a Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, but like so many teams, they don't play at the start of the week. Again, so many teams are like that. Josh Richardson was also good. 19 points, four steals, two blocks, four threes. Could be worth it. I'm not as interested in holding him through the one game in four nights to start the week that I am with Murphy, but it was good. Well, Jones had 16, four and seven with two steals. Look at those assists from her. I think that's the second seven or seven plus assist game in the last three games. Valanchunas, the 21 minutes for him. Jonas Vasilinovas. 11 and 12 with two blocks. Again, probably would have played more if it wasn't a blowout while Larry Nance returned and got like three fouls in three minutes. So he only played eight minutes. We don't need to add Nance, but his arrival or return signals the end of Jackson Hayes, I think, who played, what, 12 minutes for three points. Najee Marshall bombed as a starter, four, three, and five. I thought he was worth a stream. I streamed him in the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl. I still won, but I streamed him. And my second option on my priority of waiver ad list was Josh Richardson. So I probably should have gone with Josh Richardson. But I think Marshall, the fact that he's starting, gives me that little nod. If Ingram remains out, I will go back to Marshall probably. But Richardson is definitely in play in that situation. CJ McCollum had like 20 points at halftime and had two points after that. But again, who cares? They didn't have to play him at all through down the stretch. They were so far ahead. 22-5-11 and 11 for Mr. McCollum. Onto the Oklahoma City Thunder game. They beat the Spurs 102-90. to 90. No shade, Gildas Alexander on a back-to-back. Good news for the Thunder. They do not have a back-to-back this week. They play three games, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. And then it's the week after they have it. The next two weeks after that, there is a one back-to-back in there. The Bronco, Jalen Williams. Guess he is not resting on back-to-backs, despite what the tank merchants will tell you. Broncos country, let's ride. The Bronco was amazing. 21, 7, and 10, 35 minutes. Took a lot of shots. He's shown an ability, which is so key. I guess contrast this with, say, Jaden McDaniels in Minnesota. That when guys for the Wolves are out, Jaden McDaniels never can ramp up his game. He just is the same bloke every time. Jalen Williams, when guys are out, 
He goes, all right, actually, let's ride. L- jump on my back. I'm doing this. I'm up in my playmaking. My usage goes up. And then when other guys come back, I'll just do my thing. He is very clearly ahead of one of my best calls of all time to say he's going to be ahead of Lou Dort by January. He's very clearly ahead of Lou Dort. As a prospect, he might be better than Josh Giddy. I know he's older than Josh Giddy, but man, what he does is amazing. There is a risk of him being overdrafted next season because they're still going to incorporate Chet and draft picks into it. And I don't know where they all fit. But he is going to start Jalen Williams. Whether it's at the three or the four, I don't know. It's just finding the touches. Pig Williams, the other Jalen Williams, the tall Jalen Williams, was good as well. 26 minutes, 9-5-2 and two with four steals and a block. He's at least pushed himself into streaming zone. Not must roster, but streaming. Joshy Giddy, 15-11, and 11, while Louis Dort, 12 points on 30%. A tale as old as time. Lou Dort taking shots and missing a lot of them. Um, Isaiah Joe bombed. Five points with one three. You hope for more than that. Didn't come true. One of six. That's not something you get from Isaiah Joe. But you know what the most interesting thing about this entire game is? Usman Jeng. I mentioned him about two games ago. I said, hmm, watch this. Because he's trending upwards. He's looking better. And he just sort of exploded. Now, the opponents, they're assholes. Like, assholes is the wrong term. They're useless. There is, I don't know what the phrase is. I'm trying to think of a funny phrase. And I've blanked out. Right? Tits on a bull. That's how bad the Spurs are. But Jen killed him. 17 and 8, 28 minutes. Now, there's no peripherals, no steals or blocks. He can get those. But the fact that he was able to do 24 usage and be efficient, true shooting 54, which for him is pretty good, is, um, is very intriguing. There is going to be a stretch this season. I don't know when it's going to be. There is going to be a stretch this season where Usman Jeng is a 12-team option. It's not there yet. We're not there yet. But... I think we're going to get it. He was he was impressive. From he was horrible to start the year. He was impressive. The Spurs. Calden Johnson was out with a fake injury. Trey Jones was out with a fake illness, and Jeremy Sohan was out with a fake injury as well. And then Malachi Branham left with actual legitimate injury, a shoulder sprain after six minutes. You cannot predict this rotation game over game. You can't. They've got four games this week, but there's a back to back in there. So good luck. You think Zach Collins is going to play four games? Calden Sohan. Graham, Bates-Diop, Jones, Branham, Vassell, no chance any of these guys play four games. Maybe Goldfinger Charlie Bassey does. Maybe Mamu Kalashvili does. But you're not getting four games out of these guys. It makes it really, really hard to know what to do. Like last game, Devontae Graham was a legitimate DMP. He played 32 minutes and had 20 points with four threes. Zach Collins had 23 and 11 with four threes. We love that game from him as well. But I don't know what to expect as we move forward. Vassell, 33 minutes. Great to see the minutes so high up after knee surgery. Six points on 20% is rough with a steal and a block. I would hold him, but he's going to sit a game. And the guy who really stepped up with Malachi Branham out, and by stepped up, I mean played minutes, is Blake Wesley. 30 minutes for Wesley and had two points on 8% shooting. Eight. He was one of 12. Now, I look at this, and that's obviously a dreadful game, right? There is no denying that. I think Blake Wesley is going to be a good player. I think he's going to have a run here. And if Branham is out and Jones' illness lingers... There is going to be a game this week. Write it down. Josh Lloyd hot take. There's going to be a game this week where you get you you ask either yourself the question or you ask me the question. Blake Wesley and Ad? This will come. He got six assists. I, I actually think he's a better prospect than Brandon personally. He got six assist, assists. And there's just it's just something there. Not ready to you're not adding him, but they, he could be a starter next game. 
and be interesting to watch. Mamu's one to watch as well. Mamu Kulishvili hit six and seven. While Romeo Langford, the king of doing nothing. Two points in 26 minutes. One of the worst permanent fantasy producers ever. Shout out to Tony Snell. He had a 3% usage Langford. I didn't even know that was possible. I mean, I did know it was possible. But it's so hard to be out there for that long and just never touch the ball. And he doesn't do enough in other areas either. He's a shocking fantasy player. Bates Diop is always going to be worth a stream and he's available everywhere. We don't know when he's going to play, but 12-7-4, when Calden's out, you're streaming Bates Diop. When Sohan's out, you're streaming Bates Diop. I think that's a relatively good rule of thumb for fantasy at the end of the season. Also for life. Struggling? Stream Bates Diop. And now let's do the last game of the night. The Knicks and the Lakers. The Knicks on the road beat the Lakers 112-108. Double Royal, Julius Randle, was particularly uh, scorching early on. He ended with 33, 8, and 5 on, as usual, subpar percentages, but he got a steal. And Rowan Barrett, 39 minutes. And this is all because Jalen Brunson is out. And Brunson's going to miss Tuesday's game as well. 39 minutes, 30 and 6, subpar field goals, but good free throws. His value, his minutes, his volume has all risen. With Brunson out, the same caveats still apply. He's a points guy with not much else. But if Brunson's out Tuesday, then Barrett's value does increase there. Quickly, after that game where he went crazy in 55 minutes, has really not done very much. He played 31 minutes, 15, 2, and 3 with a steal. And I said on the show the other day, that he's expendable after Tuesday. Because I said what I said was expendable if you didn't know about Brunson. With Brunson out, you do hold him for Tuesday, but he's not good enough in a 25-minute-a-night role to hold for one game in the final five days of the week, which is what it's likely to be for quickly. So hold for Tuesday, but he has dropped off a bit. Mitchie Robinson wasn't great here, four and five in 24 minutes. Him and Hartenstein basically split the minutes. Isaiah didn't score, but he did have 10 rebounds, two steals, and a block on 3.7 usage. The Tom Thibodeau um, center usage. People told me in the preseason when I complained about Tom Thibodeau usage, go, well, it's because the centers that he had were low usage. No, it's because the system he runs does not allow the centers to do anything. Hartenstein is not a 3% usage player. It's the system that uh, causes this. But he was much better than Robinson today, so he got the extra minutes. He's just a big man emergency stream, but we're obviously not just grabbing him because of the two games this week. Quentin Grimes, not a lot, uh, not a lot there. This briefcase and this haircut. Five points in 25 minutes. Don't really care that Brunson's out. He's expendable. For the Lakers, D'Angelo Russell was great. 33, 5, and 8. 68% shooting. And Anthony Davis, 17, 16, and 4. They carried this team. Big performances there. We didn't get the huge minutes from Dennis Schroeder, despite coming off the bench. He played 30-plus last game. 26 here, 14, 1, and 1. Still probably good enough to hold, but a little bit sobering. While uh, Malik Beasley's cold streak continues. 10 points, 33%, two triples. Not a must roster. And Troy Brown had three points in 28. Obviously very far from a 12 or 14 team league player. Austin Reeves, again, like Schroeder, saw the minutes drop, which is a little bit annoying. 13-1-4, though, 25 minutes. That's good enough to hold. While Hachimura had 12 points in 27 minutes, they gave him the extra minutes, not Schroeder and Reeves. And uh, yeah, he was playing not too bad. Uh, Rui, not going to criticize him too much here. Vanderbilt Bar didn't play all that well. Three steals is nice. But two and five, we know his limitations. Much like what we were saying earlier in the show, like Jaden McDaniels, he's not a scalable player. He doesn't really rise up when other guys are out. Or he just sort of does what he does, which is fine. But we have to understand those limitations in his game. Let's look at the monstrous line of the night. It does go to Kenneth Murphy III. He's also the young gun of the night. And the waiver wire line of the night is Joshua Richardson. The dud of the night is old scoreless legend himself, Yusuf Nurkic. 
Top 10 players in category leagues. Number one was Trey Murphy. Then Jokic, D'Angelo Russell, Joel Embiid, Big Dick Nick Richards, Zach Collins, Josh Richardson, Terry Rogier, Nick Claxton, and Jim Harden. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Number one was Richardson. Eh, worth the stream if Ingram remains out. Finney Smith is a good schedule option. So is Corey Kispert. Like Kispert is now in that mix with like a Malik Beasley, Tim Hardaway. When you're looking for threes, he's an option there for you. Pig Williams, loved his steals and blocks today. I don't really think he's a 12-teamer, but there's a little bit of interest there. Same as there is for Devontae Graham, who got some extra minutes and the Spurs are going to be just shuffling this deck around every game, basically. Kevin Knox, no thank you. Royce O'Neal, yes, has some 12-team appeal. Lamar Stevens, not really. Karis LeVert, maybe more for 12-team points leagues. Um, in 12-team category leagues, there's marginal appeal, but he's going to score six points on 21% in the next game, most likely. And yeah, you will regret it. And Cater Bates-Diop, as we said earlier, an interesting stream when players are out. Your top 10 players in points leagues today. Number one was Jokic, followed by Embiid, Murphy, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Davis, Julius Randle, Spencer Dinwiddie, Terry Rogier, CJ McCollum, and Darius Garland. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.